Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reggie? What's going on, Kenny J? How you doing, baby? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The uh, Unfortunately, the season is past the the Washington Commanders, but uh, somehow I'm 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 struggling not watching football that that you know tugs at my heartstrings, but um, but but I'm getting by and I'm, I'm I'm watching other games and sometimes I like the results, sometimes I don't, but uh, I guess that's the way of you know watching Commanders football too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too soon, man. The uh, season ended too soon for us man um as my scream name says they're deja vu um it's funny man it's it's deja vu for a couple reasons ken it's deja vu because i feel like we're right back where we were last season it's deja vu that the season ended in similar fashion as it did last year Right. We saw we saw a one game play from a unknown quarterback that surprisingly looked good and gave the team and the fans reasons and an optimism going into the next season. If we do X, Y, and Z around this said player, and man, next year we're gonna be all right. Right. It, right, everything is exactly, almost exactly the way it was last year. We missed the playoffs. Right, we're sitting at home watching the playoffs. Taylor Heineke versus Sam Howell, both showed promise in one game play. And Taylor's was two years ago, but yeah, and, and 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 but to your point, there's question at quarterback once again. Yep. Uh, and 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 that'll and, and to piggyback on that. You know, last year at this time, we hadn't signed or traded for Carson Wentz. And so, but we knew we wanted to do an upgrade. Right. But we also knew that we had a mid-round draft pick, which is going to hurt us to, or, or make it a challenge for us to go get one of the quarterbacks that we might have perceived as being a first-round draft worthy. You know, normally they're top 10 picks. From a franchise guy. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, and and then you look at it and go, well, there's not really any uh good quarterbacks out there that are about to be free agents that we we stand a, sh- a chance at. Um, and to your point that you mentioned, we're we're sitting right back at the same. Oh, and by the way, our record is pretty much the same as well, <laughs> right? So Deja Vu is very fitting here, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, um, you know, and, and we'll talk about the entire season because this was a, in some ways, we always talk about, or I should say, oftentimes we, we talk about not having drama outside of football. Right. 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 You, you, you have, I mean, you're always going to have something with Snyder and, and we did see some of that this year, but there's, you know, players getting in trouble. There's, just different odd weird things that happen and in some ways we didn't see that type of stuff that we've seen in past years that that derail us but man there was there was a lot of head scratchers whether it was 
football related or front office related. Um, there, a lot of front office stuff. Yeah, lots, yeah. Twenty twenty two, uh, from like I said, from from January first until the end of the the Cowboys game. You know, we went eight eight and one. So you would say you would think that there was fifty percent highs and fifty percent lows. Uh, there weren't. There were there were a lot more lows across the board. Um, yes. Than than, than highs. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll cover that. We'll cover that, and that's what we're doing on this on this podcast here. But but let's say this, um, Ken. Before we get into uh, for our, for our listeners to understand here, this is a somewhat of a recap of our season. But we cannot, Ken, and I can't believe you almost let me let me forget this. Okay, we have to let our listeners know that this is officially our one hundredth episode. It is. Right? It is. This is our 100th episode, Ken. And before we get into recapping the Washington Commanders, you know, because uh, ironically, this was the ushering of the new organization. Right. We became the Washington Commanders this year. And here we are doing a recap of the Washington Commanders in, in inaugural, inaugural season. And we're doing our 100th episode. So I want to take a moment to say thank you to all the listeners, all the people that have been following us, all of our subscribers, and the people that we know personally, and people that have interacted with us um, uh, on social media. The people we know personally, you know, obviously from the bar, some family, some friends. And in my case, I even have a couple of coworkers who listen to our podcast. And they're not even Washington fans. So I want to send a big shout out to everyone that has supported us and that have listened to us over the past hundred episodes. Cause I can't say exactly how many years it's been, but it's certainly been uh, because our frequency changes, but it's certainly, this is our 100th episode and man, this has been something that we started out to do as fun. It's still fun. We love doing it, whether we get one listener or we get a bunch of listeners, but uh, for our listeners, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And again, this is our 100th episode. And I, I agree with everything that you say there, Reggie. It has been fun. Uh, definitely been enjoyable. The only thing that I'll add on to everything that you said about the about the listeners is this year uh, we've had more interaction uh, than we did previously in, in 2022 we've kind of the, the show has grown and, and we've added listeners and and everything and whether it's through the podcast whether through it's through twitter we've had a lot of uh fan interaction um you had had a couple people on uh on on the podcast that we interviewed or talked to or interacted with uh we definitely want to we're going to ramp that up dramatically i think uh this in 2023 and again i i I am I'm very appreciative of of all those listeners and and I'm uh, appreciative of of the time that you uh Reggie put in on this also. Uh for those that don't know Reggie is probably the the main person that that interacts on Twitter. Uh, I do, I do a little bit here and there but probably 80 90% of it is is Reggie. Um if you like if you like what he what he's saying that that is Reggie. Uh if if you don't like 
what he's saying he might say that's me and that's okay we're, we're in this together I'll, I'll take one for the team reg no it's all good man it's all good listen <laughs> i'm on there and, and 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 i understand that people don't always agree with what i say but that's why we do what we do it's the way we can give our opinion and it's yeah, just yeah. that it's just that it's our opinion yeah, does we, it make we, does it make us right does it make us wrong it's just that's that's our opinion about it right we've yeah. We've been fans a long time, and we've supported the team for many, many years. Um, Everybody's ninety-nine, yeah, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, they're, they're respectable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody's respectable of everybody else's opinions on there. You, you get you get one loose uh, knucklehead out there once in a while, but uh, overall, it, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so I just wanted to get that out, man. And we didn't we didn't want to do a big fanfare about it, but I want to at least let our listeners know this is our one hundredth episode. And uh, here's a little bit of fanfare, a little bit, a little late there, but <laughs> so, so kudos, kudos to us, man, for being able to stick around and keep doing this. And uh, so as we get back to business, the reason why you've tuned in to us is to hear us and uh, talk about the uh, commanders. And so we're going to get into a little bit of a season recap, Ken. Um, I don't know where you plan to start with this, but I can tell you that. 2022 started off with the announcement of the new name, the Washington. Com- yeah, <laughs> I can't. You can say it straight, right? <laughs> and and, and, and the what? Hey, let me finish, man. Hold on. Yeah, don't let, yeah, I'm don't, sorry. Don't, I'm sorry, buddy. Don't let me. Don't let me shortchange the name, man. Okay. We officially became the Washington Commanders. And man, Twitter lost its ever-loving mind. <laughs> I, I think it, it definitely landed with a thud, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, again, again, we we we've covered this in the past, and all all the fans. Um, I, I think the Commanders was nobody's first choice. Uh, nah. To be frank, it was nobody's top five choices. I think mean, <laughs> I think uh, it was a it was a very generic bland safe choice and uh, you know and and this is where from from my perspective where i started to dig in on jason wright um they had a they had a year and a half of to to make a decision and 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 it wasn't only the name the 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 name like i said landed like a you know like like a (laughs) big old ball of <laughs> well, we don't. Have, we don't have to go back and dig into it. The, the, the no, 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 but I'm saying, but it did. But but the but the thing that I've kind of, I'm not. I wasn't happy with the commanders. I could live with it. The next thing I was waiting on was what is our logo going to be? And man, if commanders was bad, if commanders was bad, the W. That's all you could come up with with the commanders. I mean, all, you're talking about you're talking about a, a company that's worth what is on the it's on the sale blocks right now for six to seven billion dollars. Oh man! And I don't I don't I don't care who's listening to this. You go in and go to work tomorrow. Sit at sit at lunch with four or five of your friends and come up with a logo for the commanders. And there's about an eighty percent chance that it's better than a, a W. I, I know, man. I I don't mean to get you riled though. I'm just simply saying. 2022 started off with the announcement of who we were, who would, who we would become 
going forward, and we became the Washington Commanders. The announcement was made in February 2-2-22. So we're a few weeks away from being a year of the announcement. And that was where we kicked off, and the season went from there. You can say it went good, it went bad, but that was where our season began with the announcement of the new Washington Commanders. So there you go. Yeah, that's uh... – <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 put that in the uh, <laughs> as far as highs and lows. We're gonna put that as a low, right? Well, do, do we want to keep track of lows and highs? No, we don't. Yeah, we okay. don't, man. Come on, let's let's keep moving. <laughs> let's keep moving. And, well, I, in, unless I'm missing something, uh, the, the next kind of big news was who's going to be leading this team on the field, right? It was it, were, it was just before free agency was about to kick off. Uh, there were some some rumors here and there of potential quarterbacks that we might be going after, but they they weren't the top two or three, right? It, it wasn't the Russell Wilsons um, and, and a couple other of the the big name quarterbacks. Uh, all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, well, all uh, these names, well, these names were were attached to us. But realistically, we knew some of these guys aren't coming to Washington, right? Right, right. There were some couple guys we hoped we'd get, but we knew some of these guys aren't coming. And uh, then they make the big announcement. We got my man, C-Dub. Car- <laughs> Carson Wentz. <laughs> we made the trade, man. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, that was a... That was an accidental uh, drop there. Um, <laughs> accidental drop there. We signed. We signed my man C Dub. Man, he he came to coming from Indy. You know, walked into the building. Ron said, "We want you. You here because we want you here, right? You want it here, yeah." And and here we thought, man, we were about to go and do something special with uh, Carson Wentz in the fold. Well, and- I mean, I mean to be fair, you know, while I was critical of it right away. Uh, Ron, Ron and staff thought that they could they could see some of Carson Wentz the first couple years that he was with Philly, right? They they thought that they could get that back. Uh, they had some tools around him, you know, with uh, um, Terry and uh, Curtis Samuel's coming back from injury, and 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 their other plans. Uh, that the, they they were putting together that they thought that that Wentz could potentially if Wentz could get his a good second start at a at a reasonable price to to go get him um, that you know it, River Riverboat Ron went went for the uh, went went for, uh, for for Wentz on on a trade yeah and and listen it was it would it was met with mixed reviews. Um, initially that's being kind probably but go ahead no it was it, you know it, there were some people who were cool with it and other people who were just trashing it and in full disclosure when it first came out somebody texted me and said man what do you think and i sent an uh emoji of a trash i was like absolutely not and then i did a complete 180 and i think you did it, and i think it confused you ken uh, it, it, it it confused you, but you know I, I I think I think what you did was and, and if I'm going to be a little bit critical of my main man Reggie here is <laughs> is 
he he knew what he saw with his eyes, right? He the, the, the eye test, he knew what he was getting, but but when he put it in burgundy and gold, he talked himself into it. Uh, that's not um, true. And I understand that. Hey, I've true. done it. We've all done it. That's not um, but you're lying go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak for yourself. You're lying on me to the people. No, what I did was I said to myself, listen, the trade is made. Right. Right. It's kind of like when they announced, announced that Ron Rivera was our head coach. I was not excited about Ron Rivera being our head coach. Right. But I knew he wasn't going anywhere. They gave him a five-year contract. So in this case, I had to deal with it. So what can I what can I make sense of why they choose to go with Carson Wentz as a quarterback? And so I started to delve into it a little bit and look behind. And I said, okay, I can see some reasons here as to why they wanted to go with Carson Wentz. And I, and I myself said, well, if these things happen, we were a better team, our, our coming off of a, a good season with our offensive line, we knew we had some weapons. The only thing that Indianapolis had that we didn't have last year was the running back. They had Jonathan Taylor. We didn't have a Jonathan Taylor, but, man, we felt like we had some guys at skill position. We had an offensive line. And, man, Carson, everything that Carson would represent, the big, strong quarterback with a little bit of mobility, I was like, let me see it. Let me let me see it behind this team. Not that I expected the Pro Bowl and uh, the guy that was leading Philly towards the Super Bowl before he got hurt. But, boy, was I wrong. Right? I mean, I ended up that I was wrong about that because Ron gambled with the uh, offensive line. He let two, he, you know, Sheriff didn't want to be here. And we'll get into some of that probably here. I don't know yeah. how, how much time we'll have here, but clearly we lost uh, Brandon Sheriff through free agency. Uh, people say, well, we should have signed Sheriff. Well, well, hell, Sheriff didn't want to be here. So if he didn't want to be here, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, I want volunteers, not prisoners. Right. Sheriff didn't want to be here. It was a head scratcher when we let uh, Eric Flowers uh, walk. We released him. And then Ron started. Start, start the caravan north. Uh, I don't know what highway leads up from Carolina to D.C., man, but he put a caravan together and start bringing up everybody from Carolina, and he brought two offensive guards that had played with him at some point in Carolina. And looking back now, it wasn't a Carson Wentz trade. It was the signing of the two guards that ultimately led, in my personal opinion, to the demise of our season because at that point that he was never able to recover the offensive line. And then you throw in the injuries along with the center position. And before you know it, they're just juggling guys around on the offensive line. I think the only guy that was consistent was uh, Charles Leno. Charles Leno played every snap, every single snap. Everybody else was a rotation of guys throughout the season, but that led to lack of protection, lack of being able to run the ball and it's and it was the beginning of the end of our season. Um, I I don't necessarily there, one one lot, of things. There's, 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 a, lot, there's a lot to unravel there. Um, I, I to, to to this day, uh, to, from from the your reaction when you first heard it, and you said it was trash, has was my reaction. <laughs> And I never did a 180. That's the only difference between us. I never did a 180. Oh, you did. You um, did not, I, sir. You did not. And, and yeah. I. And I. But I, I mean, to be fair, I recognize some things that Carson could potentially do. Um, it's just a matter of, of, of could he do them? I, I knew his his weaknesses, 
and his his weaknesses are are were were weaknesses that were, are hard to correct, right? Okay. You don't just all of a sudden uh your 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 completion percentage uh and accuracy just doesn't get better. Right? Especially especially after you've been in the league 5 or 6 years at that point. Um your 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 tendencies to hold the ball too long because you got to make that big play, they don't just leave. Okay. Some of those things are hard to you just can't coach it out of somebody's natural instincts. Um, now we go back to RG three. You know, you couldn't coach him to be comfortable in a pocket. Uh, it just sometimes things are what they are. Um, but I, I will agree that Ron's. I mean, just the same way Ron gambled on Wentz, he gambled on the offensive line. And you know, when you when you talk about letting Flowers go, um, you know, Flowers by by releasing Flowers, that was like a I want to say like a $10 million cap savings. Um, so when you took on Wentz and his 28 million, you had to start, uh, start releasing and letting people go. Um, you know, I don't know that, that I don't know that he had a cap hit at TN. I think he was making 10 million, but I don't think that was his cap hit. It, it, well, I, I had it. I don't have, I don't have it on my screen here. Um, he, he was, a, I mean, the, the three people that were ended up being cap casualties were Landon Collins, Eric flowers and Ionitis. And if we wouldn't have gotten Wentz, at least two, uh, two out of three of those guys would have been back. Agreed. Um, and, and so again, I didn't like the idea of Eric flowers being gone and being cut. Um, he had done well when he was in Washington as a, as a guard, but at the same time, uh, nobody picked up Eric flowers and, you know, after we cut him, we, we cut him early, right? We, we cut him in the spring, uh, you know, before June 1st and with all the injuries that the teams have, nobody brought in, uh, Eric flowers. So I I don't care because you do, you do care because Ron's evaluation must not have been. No. terribly worse than anybody else in the NFL. No, I'm going to disagree with you. Just because he didn't get picked up, we don't know why he wasn't picked up. And 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 and, and hear me out here. Eric Flowers was better than what we had at either guard spot. So you can't so regardless of him getting getting not being signed by somebody else is irrelevant to me because what we do know is how well he played here. And it wasn't like Eric was playing bad when we released him. So the fact that he didn't resign somewhere I don't know. I don't. Maybe he wasn't an upgrade for somebody else, or maybe Eric said, "You know what? I'm tired of moving." I don't know. And none of us know. All we know is he was not resigned. We don't know why. But what I do know, as you talk about eye test, he was playing really, really well here in Washington. Eric Flower was the least of our worries when he was wearing burgundy gold. So the fact that we re- let him go, and the fact that he wasn't resigned, is irrelevant. Well, I, 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 I'm going to a little agree. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on the Eric Flowers. When Eric Flowers was here the first time, and he was here for a couple years, uh, then we let him go to Miami. We ended up bringing him back. When he came back, he was still a solid guard, but he wasn't like he was the first couple of years uh, when we got him from when they he was released from the Giants, and we brought him in at guard. Those first uh, two or three years, whatever time frame it was, he was he one year an extremely solid guard. Uh, he wasn't as good when he came back from Miami. Still solid, still better than. I mean, come on, man. A, a 
a, a bag of sand is, is about even with the play that we saw in Norwell on, on some of the games. Uh, some of the games he, he, he w- was able to perform at a moderate level, but there were some games where, I mean, a- anybody could have just gone around and walked over him, walked under him, through him. It didn't matter. Um, but again, that goes that goes to R- Ron Rivera, uh, his decisions and, and his his gambling of you know, I'm, and because of the salary cap, you know, when you when you take when you add something here, and it costs you money, normally you have to take away some something else. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, I, I still would take Eric Flowers. I, and I, I'm not I'm not saying fact, that I'll, I fact I'll, if he wants to come back this season, I'll take him. We'll bring you to training camp at least, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll invite you to training camp. Hell yeah. Come on, Eric. Come on back, baby. Um, on back. And, and and while we're talking about some free agency, that, that you know, we signed Wentz. Um, as we said, we, we had a, a few of the cuts. But, you know, there were some other free agents um, that we kind of look at that, you know, we, we can evaluate whether they were good or bad signings. I mean, obviously – uh Norwell at at guard was was a failure right um I, and one that the, we're the, the only of, the only thing that Norwells did good and and I'm I'm going to say I'm they gave an assist to the Lenos when Charles was out of town as Jen told us when she joined <laughs> us on the podcast Charles was at in that, Dallas that wasn't game time that wasn't game time that's I know but I'm just saying Charles was out of town and Jen went into labor and the Norwells was there to help her get to the hospital and be with her doing that thing. So the Norwells gave an assist to the Lenos. That's about the that's about as good as it gets. After that, All right, my man Andrew, bro. I hope it was his last game. Right. I hope he saved his money. Right. And I hope he go off and enjoy his millions that he made playing. Cause boy, that I do not want to see him at Bergen to go next year. No, I, I, I would, I definitely agree. I think, you know, besides getting the money, I think if he does an honest evaluation of himself, he realizes and knows deep down he's not the player he was uh, a few years ago. Because at one, at one point he was, a, he was a, a solid, uh, a solid player in the NFL. Okay, but he, he knew, he knew, he father, knew he wasn't there when he came time, and took that money. Father time, uh, Reg, if somebody gives you, uh, you know, ten million dollars. With uh, I think it was like almost six million of it guaranteed. You're taking it, you know. You're, you're, you're taking. I, I, I you will, but I'm I'm only saying that from your standpoint. You saying hopefully he does a, a self evaluation of himself and realize that he knew last time. He knew last year when they gave him the money. He just took the money. He knew he wasn't. Man, come on. So, sometimes people think that they're better than Man, they are. We we all know that. Uh, and and I'll even say for myself, right? I I, I can I can still. I can still run real fast until I have to actually run. Until until I have to actually run, then I then I don't run nearly as fast on, as what I, I think I can. You, you own some uh, Norris. You own some Norris stock or what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like how you do it. Oh, no, I'm selling. I'm selling. Don't get you know. If, if I have any, I'm I'm selling. Uh, but but with with but with that, um, you know, getting Wentz and having to release some people. You know, we weren't that active in free agency when we didn't have cap room at that point uh carson wentz ate up most of it you know some of the people that we uh you know worked to resign um you know one of the big names that we thought was gone and all of a sudden came back was jd mckissick and <laughs> oh yeah jd 
And unfortunately, I don't think it worked out for either one of us. Not for JD or for Man. for Washington. J- JD's still um, be playing right now. If what's he, that? If he, JD would still be playing right now if he was uh, if he ex- took that money in Buffalo. Potentially, if he didn't if he didn't injure himself, right? But he played half half the season, roughly. I think he played nine games, and he was he was not in the mix uh, very much, considering that B Rob missed the first four or five games from the from getting shot um the you know the 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 JD McKissick that we saw the previous two years it, him being a tool uh we you know, we talked about how in a good him way and Terry, T- tool him in and a good Terry, way a tool in a good way yes yes a a, a weapon <laughs> I mean, should I say a weapon instead of instead of a, a oh, tool man. these kids yeah. today you know yeah. changing up changing up yeah. words as yeah. but I, uh make sure we understand tool in a good way yeah, but uh, you know, he he got lost um, in in the mix, and then just didn't perform. And again, I don't know if that's a McKissick thing. I don't know if it's a Scott Turner thing. Um, if it was just the way the offense ran uh, with 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 the new with the new people, because all of a sudden, you know, later on you had Dotson, you have Samuels, who wasn't a weapon last year. Now he's in the mix, and sometimes you know, like they say, there's there's not enough balls to go around to everybody, and I don't know if that was the case for him or where it was, but even when he was active, uh, it was very clear that he was not part of the offensive game plan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first few weeks of the season, we were like, man, they're, they're not throwing the, the uh, JD, you know, uh, Brian Robinson was injured the first four weeks of the season. And it's like, well, why not put JD and Antonio Gibson in there? To get, I mean, it, it was, it just wasn't working. It, it, it clearly looked like JD made the wrong decision to come right. back to Washington um, right. just, just from a playing, playing perspective. Um, right. But, and here he is now for the second year in a row, he goes out on IR and his season is done. And you have to question now whether or not his, his playing days are done because he's got a neck injury, man. And, and it's, you know, it's one thing to have a neck injury as a quarterback. <laughs> it's another thing to have a neck injury as a running back. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, we've not heard anything else on him. I, I, unfortunately, I don't think he'll be back. And he came back to sign. So this past year was the first year on his new deal. Right. Right. Yeah. And, I, I think, um, again, we're, we're dealing with, with a, a, a cap issue. And money is, money is always tight. I don't care what team you are in the NFL. Uh, apparently not. Money, money is always tight. Money the Rams, always, the Rams like, seem to find money. They got a money tree out there in LA. Yeah, they're 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 about to they're they're feeling that uh, money crunch real fast. Watch, watch the next uh, two years here. Um, but you know, for 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 all the misses that that Ron Rivera and staff have had at, at different positions of of going for this and, and and looking to try to get you know B and C players. Uh, one of the positions that they've done well in getting a lot of uh, B and C players or late draft picks is on the on the defensive line, right? They went and brought in Obata, and while he wasn't crazy, uh, crazy good in his role as a rotation guy, he played very well this year. Uh, you know, we've talked about uh, Smith Williams before, and then uh, Ridgeway. So, you know, all, all those guys, are, all those guys are, are, I mean, you can talk about Tony also, um, 
you know, these are all low budget guys that have done very well in Washington uh, in, in the rotation. I mean, I mean, granted, we, we know the, the, the first round draft picks, the, the four across the front, but when those guys need a breather or depending on the situation, whether it's a pass Injury. or run and they're ro rotating those guys in, man, they, they, they don't miss a beat too much, man. And keep in mind, Chase Young and Montez Sweat both were out toward the end of the season. Right. And uh, those guys play well. And and the key here is not only did, did they play well enough, they played within the system. And the system, I think, allowed them to to excel a little bit. And, right. uh, and so, of course, as we went into this season, uh, Montez Sweat, obviously played within the system and Chase Young was still out for most of it. So those guys still got an opportunity to be in the rotation opposite of Chase uh, Montez Sweat. And they got a lot of playing time this year because Chase right. came back to only three games. And even then those guys played, but uh, yeah, yeah, they, they did pr pretty good on that. Um, the other thing that happened during his off season um, was the team finally, finally made the uh, announcement where they signed Terry McLaurin. Number seventeen. Um, yes, long term. Yeah, signed him to a uh, actually a three year deal, Ken. Three year deal. Well, an an extension. An extension. Right? Sorry, right, sorry. Right. Three year three year extension worth seventy one million dollars. So Terry got paid, um, and I think that made a lot of fans happy and excited that it was it was for the first time in a long time we were re-signing and keeping one of our own. It wasn't a franchise tag, which in turn pissed the guy off. And then you know, we franchise and then he walks and that type of deal. But it was showing the team and the fan base that, hey, we're willing to pay some of our own home homegrown guys. Right. And, uh, and everyone likes Terry. Terry is every year, hands down, wins the good guy award. And uh, the player that he is, coming out of Ohio state as a third round pick, man. And he was finally rewarded, rewarded for his, uh, for his play on the field. And uh, that made everyone happy. Um, and then I think the only thing that happens after that is we're getting ready to go into the season. Right. And well, I mean, well, one of the things I like to, before, before we talk, talk about the season, um, the only thing I'd like to touch on that is, you know, you talk about signing Terry, and then the previous year, we signed Jonathan Allen. So some of the big names that we are have resigned, if you look at both of those players, they didn't just get their they didn't just collect their money and then show up. They they you know Jonathan Allen after he signed his uh, contract both last year and this year has has been earning that paycheck. Uh, Terry the same way this year ha has earned that paycheck. I think that there's been. You know, sure. Washington has had a history of paying people and not getting the value of that player. Uh, so it, it's very refreshing from a, from my perspective that these guys are, are one, they're getting paid, which I have got zero problem with it. Uh, the, the, the asterisk on that is just earn the, earn that money. And, and both players have, um, for sure. You want to talk real quick before we start talking about the season, you know, the, the, uh, our draft, um, you know, when we went ahead and, and we picked up, you know, we, um, and we've talked about this before the, uh, before the podcast that most of our draft picks this year contributed at least at, at some point, um, starting with, uh, with Dotson, um, you know, he, well, he was injured. 
Well, hang on. Before you yeah. – speaking of the draft, um, we we were sitting at, I think, number number 11, right? Correct. And, and we're sitting there, and it became clear as you're watching the draft that Washington was not going to trade up for any quarterback. We were just going to sit tight at 11. Yep. And then we get to the 11th pick. And 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 the, and the draft was falling how you and I wanted it to. Right, absolutely. Right? Everything was going good. For, for for a couple of players that we, we had identified, a couple wide receivers. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah. And and then <laughs> we get to the eleventh pick, and they trade out the eleventh pick and trade it back. Washington trades back to the sixteenth spot. <laughs> Yeah, and, and everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, what you did? What? No, man, we got to let we sucked, we sucked good enough to get the eleven spot. What are you doing?" And and we, and, and we trade back, and then the oh, teams that in front of us yeah. end up picking up some of the guys that we wanted, and we're like, yeah, we, oh. we, "We were wide receiver hungry, right? right. We, we were wide receiver hungry. Uh, a couple of the the, the now we knew one or two of the." Wide receivers were not going to be there. They were going to be a top 10 pick. But we were hopeful that one of a couple other names was going to be there. And lo and behold, two of them, which one do you want? They're which sitting one do you there. 11? Hey, hey, we got to be good, man. We, we, we've got to get one of these stud guys. And Washington trades back. And then when they trade back between pick 11 and pick 15. I oh, think it was like guys, 11 and 12 or 11 those and 13. Guys, those guys go off the board. They were gone. And we're sitting there like, what? What's gonna happen? And then sixteen, I'll never forget it. In fact, I, I'm I'm visiting my mom. I'm watching the draft, and with the sixteenth pick, the Washington Commanders <laughs> pick wide receiver <laughs> Johan Dotson out of Penn State, and I remember thinking, who the hell is this guy? That was my initial. I'm like, right. who is this guy? They have been talking wide receivers for months. The list is, was long. And you tell me we picked some dude named Johan Dotson? Well, I mean, you said the list is long. I'll I, I contradict you. The list was short, right? Because we, no, no, we figured at 11, there was these three or four guys. One of these three or four guys were going to be there. I understand. I'm not talking about the guys that was going to be there for. I'm talking about the list of receivers that are all of the scouts and the NFL talking head. When they looked at it, when they were showing a list of receivers, mm -hmm. and I don't mean like the entire list, but when they when right, right, right. they always show the short list of guys, there was there was probably six, seven guys. Jahan Dawson was never talked about. Mel Kiper, none of those guys would talk when they would do these pre-shows talking about the. They never talked about Jahan Dawson. I never even knew the name. And I'm thinking, what in the hell are they doing? And just like Carson Wentz, I said, okay, I'm gonna give it some time. That's a bad comparison, but keep going. Well, my point, my point being is I wasn't happy with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the choice. Right. And then I had to sit back and it warmed up to it. And boy, was again, was I wrong? Because my, my man Jahan is the real deal. He's going to, man, that dude's going to be nice. And as a fan yeah. of the Commanders, anyone who's listening to this podcast, you know, Jahan Dawson is the real deal. 
Yeah, he could I think potentially he could potentially end up being a better a better player than Terry because Jahan's a stud. Ooh, ooh, I, 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 I think you're pushing it there, Reggie. But yeah, hey, if he if he is, man, that that that, that would be wonderful from from a commander's uh, perspective. Um, yeah, I mean he he, he missed. He, I mean, uh, and for those that I, I mean, we all saw him play, but he missed five games. Uh, he he only had. That hamstring injury. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's so he fast. Had, he, he's so fast. He's tearing up his hamstring, man. I'm, I'm telling you. His kid. hamstring can't even keep up with him. Can't keep up. <laughs> can't keep up, man. Come on. Uh, but he had uh, 35 receptions, which is an, a, a huge number of receptions. Uh, but he had 523 yards for, and seven touchdowns. Um, when, you, when it comes to receptions and yards, Terry had double, more, a little bit more than double. On, on both receptions and yards, and Terry Not, only had five. Exactly. TDs. So, right. uh, and, and Jahan missed what, five games? Correct. Correct. Come on, he missed- man. He, listen, he's going to be better than Terry, dog. And yeah, that ain't a bad yeah. thing, man. That ain't a bad no, thing. No, no, no. It, it's not. I, I don't know that he's going to be better. Again, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pump the brakes on that. You know, uh, Reg, 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 episode 200. Uh, Episode 200, be like, Ken, you remember that? Remember I told you? <laughs> remember I told you? Episode 100, Ken, think back. I told you yeah, John's going to be yeah. better than Terry. All right, all right. Uh, but then after after we took Dotson, uh, we moved on, and, and we had our love for Alabama, uh, especially Alabama defensive tackles, and we took uh, Mathis. Uh, then we took B-Rob. Where is he from? Oh, yeah, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Mathis got injured first game, second game, first game. Um, and but he looked in the preseason and in the half a game, whatever he played, he looked like he was going to be a solid player, man. He, I think, uh, you know, everybody's going to forget about him. I think a little bit as we go into next season, but it's almost like we got him back as a as a draft pick, um, like like a bonus draft pick for twenty twenty three because we didn't get him you know, this past year. Right. Um, but then B-Rob comes along, and you, we, we touched on it for a minute there, but, man, in preseason, man, this kid, this kid looked, he looked different, right? He, he looked different than uh, Gibson. He looked different than McKissick. Uh, he looked like a like a running back, like a, like a real. Well, he is. Back. He's a true so, running back. But, I mean, you, just the eye test alone, you look at him and you go, man, this cat is something different. And then he then he goes to get him some food. And yeah. <laughs> then he then he get then he gets hungry and you get some <laughs> the, the world that we live in, somebody man, he, goes to get, get, he, he wants to go get, get him some car. food. Go get him some food on a Sunday afternoon in broad daylight, and somebody decides they want his ride. Somebody the decides the they day. want his want his ride man yeah, he, he he's he's not at a, at a strip club right he's not leaving a bar at, at 3 a.m he's not doing anything remotely wrong at a wrong time wrong place wrong people none of that he's just getting something to eat and well, to your point well. they p- people decided they want his car they try to carjack him shoot him in the leg twice well that's what he and- did mess up I, I don't. I, that's where I question his intelligence. You got two dudes with guns, man. You want to fight them? 
Come on, man. I, I wasn't there, so I don't know if he saw him or didn't see him or, or what went down. No, he saw um, him. He, he, he fought one of the dudes. I, I just, I'm just saying. I don't I don't know. He, I mean, they were they were right there for him to be able to to swing. I don't think he chased after Ken, him. But Ken, Ken, look, man. Look, I know. Look, that car is not worth you losing your life, homeboy. I don't, I don't disagree listen, with. Listen, and, they, and, they, they, and, say, they say give me the car. Here you go, man. Just give me my chicken out the, out the front seat. Yeah, look, the you, you, want me to fill, you want me to fill the gas up? Uh, why, why you take it away? Yeah, <laughs> take, take the car. I'm pretty sure he had insurance on it, man. Go get you another ride. File the police report. But you don't sit there and fight two dudes with a gun. I, I don't. I don't disagree. I'm not saying. Disagree. I'm not saying he deserved to be shot. So I want to be clear. I'm not saying that's his fault. But listen, don't fight dude with gun. He ain't even had no I, gun. I, I've heard you say that rule many times uh, in the years that I've known you. Uh, man, you know, Reggie, what, 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 what should you do uh, if somebody has a gun? You said number one, don't fight them. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey man, just get, give me my food, take the car, and I'm gonna call. You're not even worried about the food, Reggie. Why are you worried about the food? That's true too. But at least, hey, if you want the uh, my point being is, I'm gonna surrender the car. Yeah. Hey dog, I just I just I just ordered some food, man. Just give me my food off the front seat. Take the car. You know I'm gonna call the police when you it leave. Must be though, some right? good Chinese food or wherever, whatever place <laughs> he went to, man. I don't know, man. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call the police when you leave. Give me my food, but don't fight the dude with the gun. In fact, he was outnumbered. There was two of them, and you gonna fight the dude. And, he, and the dude who he wasn't fighting, the one that shot him. Reggie, oh. I mean, it's no. a little confusing what you're saying here because you're not worried about the car, but you're worried about the food. So maybe that's they, what he was fighting over. That's what no. he was fighting over. He wasn't fighting over the food. I mean, I'm sorry, he wasn't fighting over the car. He was fighting over the food. No, nah, man. <laughs> um, my point is, they, they wanted the car. Give him the car. They didn't want the food. I understand. Just, just I understand. Give, him, give him my food, and, man. And, and as soon as you hear that, he, that he's shot in a situation like that, being a Washington fan, you immediately go to Sean Taylor. Everybody did, man. Twitter was right. that's what Twitter was all about. It was like everybody was hoping for the best for the kid. We didn't know how bad the injury was. We didn't know if it was going to be his life, whether he'd be able to play football again. And of course, we all thought about Sean Taylor. Right. And then what two days later, he shows yeah. up at, at the facility with a, with a, with a, some Oreo cookies. On, On crutches, crutches, but yeah, but yeah, he's at he's at the facility. With some Oreo cookies, and we like, man. And the, and the story behind that is they had told him, I guess, to bring some cookies. And so he showed up with his cookies. Right. And at that point, yeah. we was like, we like this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like this guy. So he got he got lucky uh, because at the end, it didn't do any major damage to his leg. Apparently, missed all of his joints and ligaments, and it was just kind of a through and through. Put him on IR. He missed four games. He comes back. Took him a few, a little bit to get back into it, and once he did, man, we found yeah, ourselves yeah, a good a good one. We yeah. found ourselves a good one. Um, were you going to continue with some of the draft? Because I was going to make well, a point about the draft. You, you can you can you can if you want. I mean, uh, just going down the list real quick. We had uh, you know the safety Butler. You had Sam Howell, who everybody kind of got at at what point of the season, whether it was the last game or or anywhere in between, uh, people got high on Sam Howe, some people earlier than others. Um, but then you had Cole Turner, Chris Paul, and Christian Holmes uh, wrapping it up there. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch base on any of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, because okay. I, I have it written down here. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight players 
was drafted this past season. Every one of those guys saw the field, which is which is which is awesome to have every one of your draft your players not only make the team but they all saw the field. Right. But but the point that I want to note here is as we mentioned earlier during this trade when we about lost our minds when we traded from eleven to sixteen, that trade was with the New Orleans Saints. And the New Orleans Saints made that trade and ironically picked up one of the guys that was linked to Washington, which was wide receiver from Ohio State, Chris Olave. Right. But by virtue of us making that swap with New Orleans, we gained some additional picks. And to the credit of uh, uh, the Martins, our our co-GMs, they turned those picks into, and I have a note here, the trade with the New Orleans Saints for Chris Olave turned into Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, quarterback Sam Howe, and tight end Cole Turner. Every one of those guys played and were essentially is going to be a part of our future. They're good enough right. to have made the 53-man roster, and they will be part of our future. So as of now, it would appear that we won the trade. They turned right. that dropping down – uh five spots and picked up additional picks and we end up with four players for, for the one. So kudos to, to the Martins uh, for, for making that deal. So, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, you, you definitely uh, kind of cringe when, when things like that happen, because to your point, you know, I, I can give you 10 players uh, trading for one or, or, or picks, I should say, uh, but you got to do something with it. Your evaluation uh, to make your team better needs to be to be there to to do that. And yeah, this this past year, just about everybody contributed. Uh, you know, some some obviously more than others, but um, everybody made the team contributed, and that's how you you know if, if you can do that for two, three, four seasons in a row, that's how you make changes in your organization. Uh, for sure. And and Ron and his and his staff, regardless of how you feel about them, have done a very very good job in drafting some players that have been key foundational pieces here. That we can say that this team is in a better spot. We can question how they coach, we can question the play calling and everything that comes along with it. But they certainly have drafted some good foundational pieces here that has kind of set this organization up to have some success down the road. As long as now we just need that, that steady QB's position to be addressed. Cause we don't, I don't know that we need a Pat Mahomes. We just need some guy that can come in here and play well enough, man, just stabilize the position, stop the turnover, the turnover at that position. Cause right, the talent, right. the talent um, is there. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, it gets the term gets used too much of, of a bus driver, and I'm not saying you know I, we need a an above average or, or very good, let's just say a very good bus driver, right? Uh, to be able to make plays when needed, but you don't need to make plays from the first quarter to you know to the end of the game. It, it, there'll be positions and times where you need to make a play. Uh obviously you know in the last 2 minutes a lot of times the pressure's on you to to make that score or whatever. Um but it, it's you know some of the things that we saw this year and even last year, right? The last couple of years is the quarterbacks not consistently make the easy plays. 
Um, you know, it, uh, you've heard me say it before. I'll keep on saying it until, you know, until everybody says it, you know, passes that are seven yards and in passes that are in the flat, man, you need to be completing those at 85%, maybe even higher, uh, and, and make it easy for the running back or the wide receiver to catch it and go. They shouldn't be reaching behind him. Look, nobody throws it perfect every single time, right? But those are easy passes that you've been doing since high school. You did it in college. You did it well enough in high school to get you to college. You did it good enough in college to get you to the pros. You're doing these passes all season long, all the training camp, everything. Those are easy passes. Um, and those are the passes that I, I, I think we don't get done well enough here in Washington. Um, I know Heineke has had a, uh, I don't know as much this year, but in, in the previous year, he missed a lot of open wide receivers where he missed the opportunity for open wide receivers that it might be 15, 20 yards down the field. Um, again, those are the differences of, of realizing the way people are running their routes somebody's open let me just throw it over there and at that point because they're so wide open it doesn't have to be dead on the money it just needs to get over there they'll catch it and, and pick up some good yards and and let these skilled players do their thing you know there's a reason why terry's making that money because i want to once i get him the ball he's going to do his thing yeah. same thing with samuel same thing with dotson um you know let these guys earn that paycheck you know yeah. for sure for sure so at this point, Ken, we're now in the season, right? Here we go. Season starts. And first game out of the, out of the, out of the, out of the gate, we play Jacksonville. The lowly Jacksonville Jaguars? Yes. Playoff bound, Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, at the time they won, right? We win this game. Carson Wentz puts up some big numbers, starts out not so pretty, but, man, he brings us back. We put up 30 points or whatever, and I don't remember the exact score. And, boy, we, you know, we, he hits the nice bomb to, uh, to Deami Brown. Jahan Dotson scores two touchdowns, I think. And everybody just, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> It was, right. it was a four touchdown game for him, right? It was the first uh, first time that he's had had four touchdowns, I think, since the Super Bowl season. Um, and, and and me being the the uh, you know I was not on the Wentz bandwagon, but I still hater. remember I still remember from Week One he had the forty uh, nine yard pass to McLaurin, and when he made it, right away I said, Heineke can't make that pass, right? That that that's a difference maker pass right there. Um, and so you saw a sample of some of the tools that, that Wentz can do. Game and, one. And, 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 there, and there was hope. And we were excited. Boy, we, <laughs> that's what we've been needing. And that's what we've been looking for in Washington for years. Number 11, he's here. Go ahead and sign him. Go ahead and give him his money. Cause guess what? We get ready to roll. Uh, we were we weren't going that far. We 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 weren't going that far, Reggie. But uh, we 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 liked what we saw in the hey, first game. Hey, uh, we we knew that, hey, that we were still a little bit of critical of, of some um, some mistakes during the game. Come on, man. Um, 
But some Wentz, some of us, Wentz, some of us, Wentz looked well. Some of us was ready. Oh, you, I know you were. You were. Some some was ready. <laughs> so. I, I, I saw him. I saw him. Uh, you know, after the game, we're sitting there doing shots, and I had to have him sit down his phone because he was about to buy a Wentz jersey. I was like, "Come on, man, take this vic- victorious shot here. Uh, you can buy the jersey later." Hey, but, man, stop lying to these people. <laughs> stop lying to these people. I I knew. I was excited. But I was like, "Let me need to see some more." However. So after week one at Jacksonville, we come in week two and we play because we're not going to rehash all these games, folks. So so please stay stay with us. So week two happens against Detroit and it doesn't low, go so well. Low, lowly Detroit, right? Lowly Jaguars. Here's lowly Detroit. That's right. So we go in at week two, play Detroit, and we lose. And in fact, we lose the next <laughs> the next four games. I think over the first six weeks of uh, Carson Wentz's career in Washington. We end up at two and four over the first six games of the season. Well, well, well one and four. No. One, one and four in the first five games. No, we were, we were two and four. Okay, okay. okay. We were two and four. My point okay, is, we were two ahead. and four at the first six weeks. Okay, okay. Right, and we and we won. We yeah, won yeah, two. Yeah. We won. He basically we won the first in Jacksonville, and then the last one we win was against Chicago, which was an awful game, and that's the game he gets hurt. Right. So in Carson Wentz's first six games, we were two and four. And after the first week of Jacksonville, it it went bad from there. From there, <laughs> It, was, it was awful. It, it went bad fast. Right. And, 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 and yes, because we proceeded to then lose all of our next games until we played Chicago. And I, if I recall – it was a 12-9 victory. He gets hurt, and it was an awful game. We we barely won the game, but with two and four, he gets hurt. And then comes the, the Taylor Heineke show. Well, right? well, really, on, on those games right there, you know, we were we were all scratching our heads because we saw our, our expectations and hope was that Wentz was going to be better than Heineke. Correct. Right. And we thought okay, our defense is going to be better than it was the previous year, right? And, and, and you touched, about, touched on the Detroit game, but on the, the, the Jaguars were week one, then we had Detroit and Philadelphia Eagles. Both games, we were down by over 20 points and at halftime. We were down 22 to nothing and 24 to nothing those next two games, right? So we're not scoring – and we're not stopping them. And you, you're scratching your head going, you know, what in the world is going on here? You know, then we then we play the Cowboys and and they don't have Dak. They got some some Cooper Rush guy, Cooper Rush. And we we couldn't we couldn't which, rattle him. Which oh, by the way, we were at that game. We we were at that game. And we could and we lost to Cooper Rush. We lost to Cooper Rush. And I was not happy because we lost to effing Cooper Rush. And, and and now and now things are starting to crank up on Wentz as far as pressure. Right? Offense isn't doing anything. Um, there's turnovers. He's he's holding the ball and getting sacked instead of throwing the ball away. Uh, you have a lot of criticism on him. And we go to the Titans, and with six seconds left in the game, down getting ready to score. At the like one yard line, six seconds left, he throws an interception. 
Uh, Washington that day was one of 11 on third downs. And again, you're like, man, are we going to see another win this year? Uh, you start to scratch your head and go on, you know, at this point we're one in four. Um, we, we, we somehow, you mentioned about somehow beating the bears. We won that. We won the game with Wentz only throwing 99 yards. Couldn't even get a hundred yards passing that day. Well, Chicago was awful. Chicago was horrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. They were, they, we were, they were awful. We and, barely won that game. Oh, and we could have easily lost that game. Yep. If, if you were watching that game, we could have easily lost the game. Uh, it actually, the reason why we won that game was because of a muffed punt, right? There was a muffed yeah. punt down there at the 10, 15 yard line, and we drove it a whole, I'll just say 12 yards, and B Rob uh, rushed it in, got his first touchdown. Okay. Right. So again, but, we're not we're not gonna go through all these games. Right, but that right there, again, we 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 talk about you know. But he, but he hurt his finger that on that game. Wentz did correct, correct. Uh, he did keep playing, but he did hurt his finger. Um, but at that point, it was a win. We'll take a win as a win, especially with all the the ugliness of, of the previous four weeks. And in comes Taylor Heineke. Right. And, yep. And over the next. Five, six, seven weeks. We go five, one, and one. And that leads us into the bye week. So Taylor Heineken comes in and we start winning. Your boy was like, I don't know how we're winning these games, but we're winning. And I wasn't ready to jump on the Taylor Heineken bandwagon. Ken was sitting up in the uh engineer train, leading the leading the show. That's Twitter. Not true. Twitter was going crazy. We don't know how we're doing it, but hey, Taylor Heineke, we should have started him. And all of the Taylor Heineke knucklehead folks just come out of Woodworks and he should have been the, he should have been the starter from the beginning and this and that. And I'm sitting there like Taylor Heineke, I'm exaggerating. Put Taylor Heineke through for 50 yards and we were winning. That I don't is, know how. It's a big exaggeration, but yeah, go ahead. Hey, hey, he, you look at it. He was averaging about less than 200 yards a game, but the team was winning. And and ha- after having gone through the first six weeks of the season, going two and four, the winning streak was there. And I was like, I don't know. And I think a lot of people are like, we don't know how this, how this team is winning with this guy. Right. But we're winning. And clearly, we know that the philosophy of the, of the coordinator changed a little bit. He went from trying to have the quarterback pass for 40 times. We started running the ball for 40 times. Right. And there was a change in the offensive philosophy that was more uh, geared toward Taylor managing the game instead of trying to be the reason we're winning the game. And then at the same time, the defense picked up a little bit. And as I said, over the next uh, six weeks, the team went 5-1-1. One, and one. and that was right before we headed into the bye week. Uh, the only loss that week, uh, the only loss during that streak was to Minnesota. Ken, I don't remember what the, uh, the, the the situation was, but I do know it was something happened in that game where we should have beat Minnesota, but we did not. It was it was the, it was the Kirk Cousin game. Yeah, that was, that was Ridgeway blowing up the center on a field goal that gave them first down. Oh, I don't know how I forgot that one because, yeah. man, I was pissed off at Ridgeway. I think I went off on Ridgeway on this podcast. Absolutely you did. Absolutely good. <laughs> so I don't know how I forgot that. But, yes, we were actually winning the game. We, we had a chance. That's right. 
they were getting ready to kick a field goal, and we had a chance to get the ball back to drive the field and go win the game. But Rich Way, don't get me started. I won't get started, Ken. But Rich Way makes the bonehead play. Absolutely. And give them the ball, give them the ball back first down, and then they pretty much just go on and we lose the game. And that became the infamous video with Kirk Cousins on the plane with the gold chains, with his shirt off, and everybody knows Looking about like that, a right? fool. Looking like a fool, right. <laughs> well, well, you know, during during that period, uh, as, as you said, you know, Wentz went out and we finally, because we had been calling for it for a while, finally went to a, to a running game. Uh, the very first week that that uh, against the Packers that Heineke started, um, we rushed the ball 38 times for 166 yards, right? And like, Hold on now. We, 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 we see the recipe. Um, and while you exaggerated with, with me being all giddy about <laughs> Heineke coming back. Oh, that um, was not exaggeration. Oh, that part no, was not. Now, hold on. Hold on a second. I was ready for a change because Wentz looked like trash, right? So I'm, But I'm not happy for Wentz. I mean, I'm not happy for, for Heineke. What I will say for Heineke this year versus last year is one of the things that I think was the the growing and maturity and, and potentially coaching on him is he had this year he had a lot less um I'll call him Heineke plays, right? Where he's 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 forcing something to happen. Uh he was much more controlled. Uh granted, Heineke is limited on his skill set, but he didn't gunsling it like he did uh the previous season. Um he did. Not and, and, yeah. Uh, in the right situations, right? I, I will say, after saying that about him, you got to remember, you know, on the Vikings game, there was there was two things that I can't believe you don't recall, you don't uh, remember oh, on this. I know, I'm, I'm letting you do it, but I do. Do you? Do, do, do you? Okay, so the, so the Ridgeway uh, blowing up and, and basically giving away the game was was it at the end? But what happened? You you recall what happened earlier in the game when is this, uh, is this when he threw the ball? To- Curtis Samuel with five Curtis dudes Samuel, around him. Oh, yeah. Tri- five dudes not, around Not Curtis. only triple coverage. Not only, well, I guess it was double coverage with it, with another safety coming over into triple coverage. But, but, it, it, it was the, uh, the the referee taking out one of those three, right? And so now it was only double coverage because he's, he recognized, that he saw the angle of the, uh, of the ref knew he would take him out and Samuel made a great uh, adjustment on the ball, came down with it. Uh, a great one, just an absolutely crazy play. That was a uh, Taylor Heineke ridiculous, play. Ridiculous play. And for, for Heineke, that works out. For no other quarterback does that work out. Right. So, so to that point, he was still doing Taylor Heineke stuff. Just not in, as much. In that moment, in that moment, he was. Um, you, you, you know, you, before we move on to the, to the other games, the, the, the one game in there that we did win that I just wanted to kind of touch base real quick was the first Eagles game. Um, they were eight and no at that if, point. Yeah. And if, and if I'm getting, yeah, Eagles were undefeated, right? They're the only team left to be undefeated. Uh, the previous season, we came up against the Steelers that were undefeated and we ended that streak and lo and behold, we did it again this year, uh, against the Eagles. The uh, it, this this might be the one time where Scott Turner put together a good game plan and the players themselves executed. Everything came together that night. Yeah, offense, defense, everything. 
Uh, I talked about rushing it for 38 times. On that game, we ran the ball 49 times. 49 times. Uh, we had time of possession because that's what we were doing. We we're just wearing down the clock. We weren't we weren't gashing them for for you know ten yards and eight yards. It was just enough. It was just enough for long drives. We held the ball for over forty minutes to the game, and Philadelphia had it for less than twenty minutes. Yeah, we doubled um, them up that time. Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a great win. It was a shocking win, um, and yeah, that was. One of the one of the highlight games of the season. Yes. And so again, this is all doing that five one and one stretch. So the one lost to Minnesota. And then that was the first of two games against the Giants, and we tied. Everybody remembers the first tie. And we go into the bye week. But we go into the bye week feeling pretty good about ourselves. Because at this point, we got uh roughly about five games left to go. We played the Giants coming out of a bye week. The Giants was going to be coming off, I think, the Eagles game or something. But we felt like we had a leg up because we were getting the Giants at home. Right. And we were going into this Giants game needing to win roughly two out of the next five. We were we were sitting in the sixth spot um, for the playoffs. Yep. Uh, in the driver's seat, control our own destiny. You win two games out of the next five, you're in the playoffs, right? Not that hard, right? Not not that hard, Ken. You wouldn't think so. And what do we do? We go one and four. We couldn't even win two games. We went winless in the month of December. Winless. And again, we needed to win two. We won one. Including, <laughs> we lost to the Giants. So the Giants... They didn't sweep us, but essentially it's like we got swept by the Giants. And after that Giants game, the first, which was our first game out of the bye, I told you then. That game told me everything I needed to know, and I knew at this point we were not ready. We're not a playoff team. It didn't matter what we did from here on out, backing into the playoffs, needing help to win, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And nothing changed. I wasn't trying to be – doom and gloom about it, but it turned out to be just as what I thought. Then we play, um, I think we play Chicago and somewhere in there. 49ers. Not, I'm sorry, the 49ers, which we knew we'd lose, and then we played uh, not Chicago, but Cleveland. And I don't know what the hell Cleveland. Cleveland game, I'm sure you'll touch on it, is the return of Wentz, because at this point, Taylor Heineke is not getting it done. He's not looking good. Yeah, the offense is, the offense is, is struggling. Um and, and Heineke is just playing very average. Uh, but the, the, most of our criticism that, that we have at this point of the season, um, we do have it for Heineke, but the majority of our uh, criticism at this point is focused 100% on Scott Turner. Yes. Right? Scott Turner, uh, how he's putting game plans together doesn't make sense to us. And then his in-game because the defense is playing well, so all of the focus Correct. to your point is on the offense. Why is it that we can't score more than 20, 20 points in a game? Uh, seven, you know, more, closer to to seventeen, fifteen points. And um, so, so to your point, everyone is focused on Scott Turner and his game plans, right? Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's 
it's his game plan overall. It's how he is using or not using the skilled players and, and tools we covered, you know, with Samuel and uh, Dotson and Terry and B-Rob. And I guess at this point, Gibson's injured, but um, he's got tools flow. that he's just not using. And his flow and, and calling of the game. Things are working in the game and he would abandon them. Things wouldn't work. Things that were working, he wouldn't stay with it. And it a lot, it just, a lot of bad calls on third down, a lot of play yeah. bad play calls on third down or fourth down that you just scratch your head going, that's not a bad play. It is a horrible play at that point in time and yards in the game. And that was just like a reoccurring theme all season long. Uh, definitely the back half of the season, but I will say all season, but uh, it, it just w was, was crazy. So, Ron, uh, Riverboat Ron, the gambler, decided, you know what? We're going we're gonna to shake this up. Let's bring in Wentz. Wentz has been healthy. That's right, um, Ken. That's right. Bring C-Dub back. Yeah, he's, he's healthy and been <laughs> sitting on the bench for you know a few weeks, and he's, he's probably learned something, right? He watching, did, watching man. Heineke uh, not force it most of the time. Um, I mean, he makes mistakes, but he, he didn't. He didn't if, I recall, if I recall, can he say we need a spark? And and that was and that was a spark. It was a spark, right? It, it was a, it was a spark that, uh, that that started the dumpster fire. Oh my god! It is it is it was it was awful. This is the game against Cleveland, and it it oh my god! It was bad. It was it was bad. And, and and for those that uh, missed the podcast, Reggie, how how long did it take for me to lose my mind on Carson Wentz <laughs> on that game? Just in that game, I don't know. I mean, I think his first his play. first first play. It was the very first play. You was waiting. You was waiting for him to do something. I knew it, man. I was I wasn't waiting. I was hopeful. I said I said his first in, pass in, in, in this circumstance. I said I understand the move. Right, I don't know if it's going to work out or not going to work out, but I understood the move. Um, that man threw it, it one pass. You needed something. The the well, you know his his uh, first pass was an incompletion, an easy pass in the flat, and <laughs> and the guy the guy didn't even touch it. The guy's in the flat. <laughs> the running back just swings out, and the running back can't even touch the ball. Right. Oh my God. We are already covered about about how I feel about those plays, and right. And then the very next play, what what is that? It's an interception. Oh, and, and, and even even Reggie at the game, first he was laughing at me because I went off on him on the very first play, and immediately after that, Reggie couldn't do anything but drop his head. He <laughs> dropped his head, kind of chuckled in disgust. It, it wasn't a happy laugh; it was a in disgust laugh. Well, part, and, of, part of it is I couldn't defend Carson. Of and, course not. And I knew you would just, man, listen. You know what? You know how they do cartoon when the head explode. No, that was yeah. Ken. <laughs> if he was a cartoon, his head was gone. Exploded. <sighs> Carson Wentz. He, he looks so bad. And, he and, so it, and bad. it didn't get any better uh, for Carson in that game. And I think everybody at that point knew Carson's time in Washington was over. Even, even if you... Wasn't sure before the end. He was questioning, maybe, maybe not. Right. 
after that game, you pretty much knew Carson's time in Washington was over. Well, if, if Carson would have played well in that game and then come in, played well against Dallas, I think there's a well over 50%, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. well over 50% that he was going to be back next year. Uh, but man, that game he, pretty much he laid an egg. Uh, I mean, he, 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 he picked up right where he left off, right? <laughs> Playing horrible. Hey, uh, and, it wasn't good, man. It wasn't good. Well, and then and then to top that off, right? The 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 very next week against the Cowboys, the decision is made. Well, where where are they going to go? Are they going to go with Wentz again? Are they going to go to Heineke? What are they going to do? And they decide, heck, let, let, let's see what we have in this rookie and Sam Howell. And I, you know, I almost didn't know what to think. I know a lot of people were happy. A lot of people. Uh, when we were struggling, we're screaming for Sam Howell, Sam Howell, Sam Howell. Um, you know, it was one of those things that some people say, what do you got to lose? I'm like, well, you, there's a lot of things you got to lose. But um, right. uh, we were in the minority. Is, is, is he even ready? Um, I didn't have a problem with it, but I didn't like it either. Right. right? We were in the minority when it came to that decision. I, yeah, because I think you kind of were like me, right? I. I I don't like it, but it, it is what it is. It could be better. It could be worse. It could potentially um, do more harm than good. Was kind correct. of was, was kind of our thinking behind it, right? Yeah. And what does the kid go out there and do? Plays a plays a solid game. Plays a solid game. Uh, uh, yeah. It, he, it, it, it does a decent job. He right. he, uh, he didn't throw the uh, ball very many times. No, but no. When he, but when he did it, he he looked good throwing. He looked comfortable in the pocket he didn't he didn't look like the game was too big for him he looks like he knew what he was doing out there he threw an anticipation he threw some accuracy and he truly just ran the offense and leading into that game i you and i pretty much felt like we were going to get killed because we were missing a lot of key players yeah, and and the Cowboys had something to play for that week because they were trying to play beat us, and then with Philly losers, Dallas would have gotten home field advantage for the playoffs. Right, and Sam Howell, yeah, Dallas wasn't holding out any players, and Washington no. was holding out a lot of players. Right, and Sam Howell said, "Not today, not not today, sir." No, no. Sam says, "I get paid to play, just like you." And the players went out there, man, and they they showed up for Sam. Sam looked good. Um, and then, again, everyone on Twitter lost their damn mind again because Washington fans don't know how to get along. It's either you're right or I'm wrong. <laughs> and so the fact that Sam Howell played well, you had all the I told you so's for the people people who didn't want him to play. And then you had the he should have been playing all along crowd. Right. The ridiculous part of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I even told a couple of people, I was like, just the guy you saw playing in week 18 ain't the guy that would, would have been playing in week five, right? Correct. I mean, there's a reason that he sat and learned over the course of the season. The mistakes that he would have made in week five, he didn't make. I mean, so the fact that he, he played well in week 18 doesn't equate to he didn't play well early in the season and but people are so stupid they don't understand that well and, and so, and it, yeah and it's a matter of i mean to your point there 
it, it gave him, you know, 16 weeks, if you could count the bye week, uh, 17 weeks plus the preseason to learn the plays, right? I mean, that, that's one of the biggest things yeah. on, on a rookie, is, you know, the, the first few weeks is, you know, you don't know the playbook. You don't have your timing down. You don't know the speed of the NFL. And and he was able to to go through an entire training camp like that. Um, and hey, for for one game, he he rose to the level, and I just can't imagine how happy he was and and his family was. And in your first game in the NFL, you're playing against the hated Dallas Cowboys, and yep. Yep. at you know at home. And you come you come away with with a game like that. It, it wasn't a perfect game. He had you know the, the one pass that he had. I think he really only had one what I would call bad pass, and that's the one Correct. that got intercepted. Um, but you know on the on the same game we were kind of scratching our heads because some of the skill sets that he has um, is, is the same skill set that Heineke has, but Scott Turner didn't call the game the same way. I mean. He he ran him a couple times, but even besides running, he he moved he moved the pocket. The pocket rolled uh, to the right several times through the game, to where he he rolled it and he either had the option or he just rolled to the pocket, did his read and and made the the, the call made the throw. And we're like, why didn't you do that with Taylor? Correct. You know the whole game. Correct. Um whole season but, i should say the whole season yeah yeah and, and and but and to that point though sam Howell did what he was supposed to do and he looked good doing it and and at that point it was just like taylor it's just like it's just hey, like hey, taylor right i, here, I said here, it right away too here we go here we go and and the point and what i'm getting at specifically is it took 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 us back to two years ago right they called in some kid who's on the street, out of the league, former XFL, sleeping on his sister's couch. He comes in, he plays, and almost beat Tampa Bay. Exciting Brady, game. Exciting game. Right. Uh, the and way we, he played that. Yes. You watch the fan, we call it the pylon game, right? That's when he Taylor Heineken exactly. he becomes the legend. He's doubt diving for the uh pylon. And everyone's like, man. This guy, where has he been? He's running around, playing like his like his like, like clothes on fire, right? Yep. And man, if we do this, we build a line, we do this, get him some receivers, some weapons, and run him, do all of these things, let him be our quarterback. We're gonna be on our way. And people were ready to hand it over to him. Right? Oh, they were ready to hand it over to him. hundred percent hand it over to him. So Ron goes out. <laughs> Signs Ryan Fitzpatrick instead. Let him compete with Taylor. We know the story. He gives Ryan Fitzpatrick a starting job. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws six passes, I think, in, for the Washington Commanders. <laughs> Gets hurt. <laughs> Taylor Heineke has a full season. And all of a sudden, Taylor's not a guy. Taylor's not a guy. I mean, he's good. He's <laughs> he's he's a, you know, he's been a good backup, but he's not a guy. We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. So so they trade for they trade for Wentz. People were not happy. And then they drafted Sam Howell. Howell. So now fast forward, Sam Howell plays one game, just like Taylor did, and he looks good doing it. The difference is Taylor didn't get the win. Howell got the win. 
And what are these fans doing? Man, all we need to do is get this, this, we get our offensive line, we get this, we do this, all these things like that. Build around this guy, man, and off we're going to go. Next year, we're set. And, 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 and all and I said, and yeah. all I said <laughs> on Twitter, Ken, was this was Taylor Heineke, Deja Vu. And my point in saying that was just simply being, you see a quarterback who looks good for one game. I understand the excitement. But pump the brakes. Tap the brakes a little bit because we've seen this before. I understand Sam Howell has a higher ceiling than Taylor Heineke. I understand Sam Howell would have been a first-round quarterback, apparently, before all of his talent left to the NFL. I understand all of the things that make Sam Howell different. But the league has always got guys who look good coming out of college. There's always guys that can run the ball and do some things and can look good with limited, limited action. The coordinators don't even have any tape on Sam Howell, y'all. So all I'm saying is Sam Howell could become our next Hall of Famer. But he can also become our next Dwayne Haskins. Rest his soul. 100%. God rest his soul. Because I'm not talking about what happened to him in his life, but as a football player, Sam Howe could easily become uh, Dwayne Haskins. So all I'm saying was just hold on before we anoint Sam Howe as the next future quarterback of the Washington Commanders. And, man, people lost their damn mind on Twitter because I put that tweet out there. But I stand by what I stand, what I said. I, I agree 100%, Reggie. Um, the only thing that I would add to that is – the people that are jumping on the Sam Howell bandwagon, I hope you're right. Reggie yes. hopes you're right. Absolutely. Right? right. Right. But 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 we can't, you know, in good faith say, hey, we're not doing anything at quarterback in 2023 other than it, it's Sam Howell or bust. Yeah, bring it back up for Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um no. you know, we 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 gotta be smart about that, right? Um, we, we gotta have a, have a plan and again, going to the Sam Howell people. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just um, need to build around him. Ken, we told you, we told you this is who he was. He should have been starting all year. And, 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 and your point you about, talking about, yeah. And your point about upside, like you said, that we can go down the list, whether, whether it's Haskins, I mean, you say, you know, look, RG three is, uh, acting like an idiot on, on Twitter on a regular basis, but Kirk cousins is still playing in the NFL, you know? So who has, who has more skill and upside did, did cousins or did, uh, uh, RG three. And I would say RG three definitely had more skill and, and right. more talent. He, he he's, just he's a Heisman trophy winner. Ken. Yeah. And he first, just couldn't what, put it together. Right. He was, he was uh, going to be a first round pick after the Kirk. first few games of the season, his rookie season, we thought, man, this is it. We, we struck gold. Right, pump the brakes. Let, let's let's give defenses chances to make uh, make adjustments. Um, let, let's see how the the quarterback grows. Um, and look, man, I, I I would love to go buy a Sam Howell jersey because he deserves for Knucklehead Ken to have a a, a Sam Howell jersey on on my back. Um, but 
Yeah, you got to show me look, more. You got to show look, me man, more. Sam Howell, Sam Howell is a fifth-round draft pick, right? He fell in the draft to the fifth round. And I give all the credit in the world to Sam Howell for keeping his head down, going about his business, uh, learning the trade, learning his craft, just working hard to put himself in position to have had the success that he had in week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys. Man, he deserves all the credit. He's the one that put in all the work for that. Absolutely. But, but as a fan, I've been a fan of this team for a long time, I understand how it looks good, and then, it, and then it's not. So all I'm simply saying is just hold on, because I would want nothing more, to your point, Ken, is, to, is for Sam Howe to be successful and for him to see his second contract, because his second contract would be a big contract if he's the guy. So I want nothing sure. more. All I'm simply saying, people, just hold on. Give the kid a damn offseason. He played one game, y'all. One game. In fact, the Cowboys didn't even have any tape on the kid. Right. He played one game. Let's just give it some time. And if he's the guy, if he's the guy, he'll be the guy. Guarantee it. I mean, he'll he win only, the job he'll, and he'll be yeah. the guy. I mean, he only completed 11 passes. Right? Excellent. 11 passes. All right. Uh, he, he looked good in his 11 passes. He scrambled around, made some good throws. He was accurate. And, and, one, of, and one of the things that I commented during the game on is, again, something I've already said, he, he made the easy passes look easy. The guys, uh, the, the wide receivers and running backs on those short passes were catching them, most of them, uh, right in stride. And, again, that is that is quintessential of – the basics of of being a successful quarterback, right? If you can start hitting the longer passes and reading uh, defenses and making the you know the the adjustments at the line of scrimmage, uh, like some like a lot of the great quarterbacks do, uh, you know that's the next level you need to get to. And and we'll see if he can make it. We'll see if he can make it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I'm not hating on Sam Howell. No, not at all. I'm not hating on the kid, man. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I just need I need him to continue to be that guy, and I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting uh, for him. Man. Moving on. So after after the game, um, I, I was waiting for to hear in the locker room after the game that uh, you know immediately afterwards, you know, I, I wanted to you know how they all go in and uh, he he got a he got the uh, game ball right, and after they handed. Sam Howell, the game ball, I, I was waiting for Ron Rivera to turn and fire Scott Turner in, in the locker room in front of everybody. <laughs> I, that, that's what I was hoping for. I, I didn't get my wish. Okay. But a couple days later, I don't know why it took so long, but a couple days later, um, we no longer have Scott Turner calling our offense in the NFL. How does that, that make you feel? Uh, Reggie, how does it make you feel? Listen, man, I think I was on the get rid of Scott Turner bandwagon before you did. I, I, I was, I was on that bandwagon long. Uh, I, I, I will say, you know, if, if Ron Rivera, Jay Gruden, whatever, some of these coaches get fired, you have some talk about it. Some people understand it. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. There is there you cannot find me a Washington Commanders fan that is not happy 
excited that Scott Turner is gone. There, there are there are no there's nobody hanging on to Scott Turner saying if he only had this one more year, uh, he didn't. You know, somebody got injured. You know, there is none of that. Right. Oh, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because you're right, but also <laughs> you <laughs> you asked me and you took over. I do what? You asked me and then you took over. <laughs> you well, asked me how I, I feel I, about it, and you you're like, "Hey, man." You're right. Go, you're right. You're no, right. go ahead, man. Right. You go. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I mean, while while, while I'm at it here, you go, Reggie. You, you, you're laughing so hard you can't talk, so I gotta take over here. I mean, you know, what, what, how you how you feel, Kent? Give, give, give me give me a number, right? Give me a number between zero and one percent. Of what are the chances Scott Turner is offensive coordinator for another team in 2023? Right? It, it, it could be are, good, man. Zero and one percent. Right? I don't, not, not I don't know. Zero and one. It, Listen, it's I don't know. I don't know, man. Because because the way the NFL works is people get get multiple opportunities. So I think Scott Turner get another opportunity. Okay, I just, not as offensive coordinator. Okay, either he, way, he, he might be a quarterbacks coach. He, he might be that's, what do they call it? Quality control coach. That's fine, but but as a as our guy, I'm glad he's gone. I I I, I hate you know when these guys you know move on and stuff because I know the domino effect from the human side. I know the domino effect of families having to move and and they're losing their jobs and got to get the kids out of school. I get all of that, and so from that perspective, I really do don't hate that for coaches. I don't, I don't care who what organization. When you that have goes for life. players too. That goes for players yeah, too. Sometimes yeah. I can't wait for them to get cut, but I yeah. hope they have a, a wonderful life. Yeah. yeah, you know, you get this black money thing and all that kind of thing. But at the nature of the business, yes, it, it couldn't happen fast enough for me for us to move on from Scott Turner. Um. So yes, I was I was very happy that the move was made. The unfortunate thing is the timing of it, meaning if it made this move a year ago then we might have had a chance at some of the topper, top echelon of offensive coordinators because the situation we're in now is that the ownership is unknown. And with the ownership being unknown, you're asking someone to come in here and potentially be on a one-year deal. And the guys that have options, your top coordinators, your guys that are going to have options to go and be something in other, other places, they're not coming to Washington. So you're looking at getting the guy that's unproven or you're getting a retread. So you're getting guys that have been sitting out the league the past year or two, and, or you get, or you're getting, you're, you're just getting this, what I call the second tier of guys. Yeah, you, and, you, and to add on to that real quick, Reggie is, uh, we talk about the ownership and everything, but, but you also don't have, you know, who's, who's your quarterback going to be next year? Right, right. I mean, as offensive coordinator, you don't know what your quarterback situation is going to be either. So, and, and, go ahead. and the report and the report has come out that uh, Washington is letting potential candidates know that Sam Howe is going to be the guy. He's QB one, or he'll have a chance to compete. So, Sam Howe, when they bring in the veteran quarterback, uh, when they bring in the quarterback next year, because technically Sam Howe is the only quarterback under contract. Taylor Heineck is a free agent, and and everyone's expectation is that Carson Wentz will be released. So technically, that leaves uh, Sam Howe's the only guy in the contract. So the plan supposedly is to bring in a low low cost veteran 
to compete slash back up uh, Sam Howell. But Sam Howell, it's Sam Howell's job to lose, essentially. And, that, and that's, according to reports, is what they're telling potential candidates to come in and work with, essentially, a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So, so again, we're not getting the top-tier guys, uh, given the fact the uncertainty of the ownership situation. And so that's what we're dealing with. But if the guy can come in and do a little bit and get some production out of out of his players, a la what the hell um, uh, Daybowl and those guys are doing with the Giants, because you can't name me one Giants wide receiver. But yet, <laughs> yet that team continues to win. I mean, hell, they, they beat Minnesota. Right. 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 They're going into the next round of the playoffs, to the division round of the playoffs. So, but but they're they're built they've built an offense that maximizes Daniel Jones, right? We've right. seen the picture floating around on Twitter where it's a picture of Mike Vick who's looking like he ran through some some uh, some flour, and they're right. calling him the they call him the white Mike Vick, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty funny, yeah. not, but but they're doing things to maximize what Daniel Jones does well. He's passing the ball and he's running. So, so whoever the coordinator is, if he can come in here and maximize the potential of the guys, then hell, I don't care what his name is. Well, and that's and that's what we were saying, you know, throughout the year was uh, I, I don't want to keep on, on on bashing the the person that we already that everybody and their brother is bashing, but Scott Turner never made this team better than what their skills were, right? Right? He he, he never maximized the skills of these players. He never outcoached uh, the the opposing team ever. Um, no, no creativity. Yeah, and um, but but I will say, you know, there's going to kind of be a. We, we thought it was going to be a you know, a make or break year potentially for Ron Rivera. Um, this next year, he's he's getting a, a, a one year grace, I think, mainly because of the ownership change. Right, Snyder's not going to do anything, uh, good or bad. He's just going to be status quo and leave it to the next owner. Um, but Ron Rivera, you know, I mean, he's got the name Riverboat Ron for for gambling a lot, you know, during the game. And I will say in 2022, more of his gambles lost than won. And you can't coach in this league for very long by doing that. I think he's a he's a he's a good man, he's a good leader, but you know, we we all have to question whether he's a good head coach. Um and, and I mean he gambled wins and losses, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, uh, and, and the direction of it also, right? I mean, he he gambled, him and staff gambled on Carson Wentz. I would say that failed. Uh, you know, he he gambled a lot of times on fourth down, and him and staff again. This is always him and staff, right? But him and staff um, failed on fourth downs a lot, uh, and even whether they should or shouldn't go for it on fourth down, they they lost. Uh, he gambled on Scott Turner sticking around because there was a chance that he might not have been back this past year. Uh, but he gambled and and, and stuck with Scott Turner. Gave I, I mean, he, he gambled and brought Carson Wentz back right on the on the Cleveland game, which we talked about. He, you know, he he lost with that. Um, and and I'll say another gamble that that uh, him and staff are realizing now and even commenting on that they lost another one is they had a chance to extend uh drawn pain right they could have optioned his his last year and and potentially signed him 
but they didn't. So I, don't I, think, that I think that, I think I think the chances are that he's going to be back, but you could have had him at a lot better rate, just like they did with Kirk Cousins. Right? There was a time with Kirk Cousins that they could have had him. Uh, you can say whether well, that was a good move or bad move, but they could have had had Kirk Cousins at a substantially lower price. But they were they were one. They wanted to see more. They wanted to see more. They wanted to see more. While I understand it, that is a gamble that you make. And in this case, the gamble is going to end up costing them, either costing them money or costing them a good player leaving. Well, high, high size twenty twenty. I don't. I don't blame them. I don't think anyone would have been okay with them giving Deron Payne nineteen twenty million dollars, based on what he had done up to that point. But I given don't know. That he, he, but but again, I I don't know what's behind it. But the chances are you could have paid him. 15 16 last year and now you're going to pay him okay but let me say this okay fair enough but let me say this sometimes it's it's not just about the team ken how you maybe they i'm gonna just play devil's advocate maybe they went to him and said hey listen we like to um, go ahead and try to work on a contract and they said not so fast we want to go in and see how we do we want to bet on ourselves i mean you you can't negotiate by yourself so if if, if deron's paying in his camp said no we'll bet on ourselves then it forces Washington to wait and see what happens in the offseason. But that's not that's not the way the talk is. And and, and I'm not look, what do you mean that's not how the talk is? That's not how the talk was in the offseason. It was that Washington, I mean, we we all assumed going into the season, by the way, Washington uh had had talked and, and not picked up the options and everything that he was gonna go. And and, and don't get me wrong, we do they do this for with every single player. Right, you you do this with the uh, with with the you know whatever some somebody that you signed to a a one year contract, uh, um, Obata. Right, we signed him to a one year contract. Well, we could have signed him to a two year, three year, five year contract. You 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 make a gamble of where you think the person's talent is and is it going to be worth it. They gambled on in this particular case, and they gambled wrong. And, and it's not that they gambled on this one wrong. It's when I'm when I put everything together, there was a lot of losses on on the game. I don't I don't blame them on the Duran Payne. I, I understand it's hindsight twenty twenty. If you look back, they 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 probably would have worked that deal. But I mean, yeah, we can all say, man, they should have did, and we wish we wish they had. And I and I'm with you, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't blame them for that one. But there, but there's. Good teams consistently, not that they they hit 100%, but they consistently make those right decisions. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. I mean, they, they made the right decision with Terry. They made the right decision with Jonathan Allen. At this point, they may sign him, and he may have a, a great you know five-year, six-year, however long the, the contract is, and it may work out fine, but they're just going to pay more to, to keep that talented player here. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So I, I'm going to say last but not least here um, yeah. is I think the thing that's on the horizon is all the reports are coming out that Dan Snyder plans to sell. Uh, what they're saying is <laughs> what, what they're saying is, is, is it's going to happen soon. Uh, but I think soon is relative because soon to me is like next week. But they're saying yeah. soon could be February, March. So soon, okay. 
Uh, we won't get into a whole lot, man. Everybody knows that the best thing going forward for this organization is for Dan Snyder to sell. And apparently that's where we're going with it. At this point, I'm just waiting to get the alert from ESPN on my phone that Dan Snyder sold the team. We, we, I don't personally need to get into a whole lot of thoughts on it. Um, we all know that it's time. So at this point, right. just hopefully soon comes sooner than later. Right, right. And I, I mean, uh, you know, being here in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we've been insulated to some of the Snyder stuff over the years. And so I was kind of, I will say, um, it, it took a number of years before I was on the, I can't stand Dan Snyder, right? There's, there's a lot of people in the, in the DMV area that were there before I was, because I saw from my perspective, I saw a lot of things that he was trying to do. He, he wasn't going about it the right way, but he was always trying to do things, um, that, that, that in his mind benefited, uh, the commanders. Right. And, but yeah, I think at, at this point, uh, as you said, it, it is time. It, and it's not only time for the Washington Commanders fans because we've been we've been ready for this, right? I think from a Snyder perspective, it's time for him. Um, if I was advising him, not that he's going to listen to Knucklehead Ken, but you know, all aren't you? You know, if I'm talking to him, haven't you had enough bad press? You know, you're going to make a crazy, crazy amount of money. And so your investment has worked out. Uh, it, it, you, you, you had the team, you, who wouldn't as, as a fan, who wouldn't want to own their childhood team, right? Whatever football, basketball, baseball team, I would love to own any of those teams. Uh, he was able to do that. And, but yeah, it's time to go. It's time to go for, for him and for, for all the Washington fans. It is, it is time. And with that, it is our time, Ken. Yeah, I think uh, you know, normally we, we we have a number, right? Normally you're you're used to hearing this right here, right? <laughs> I, I, we don't have a name and number <laughs> for the show. We 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 haven't had a show where we didn't have a, a name and number. Uh, well, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. man. I mean, I mean, so. you, you you could give a number on on the, on the season, right? I'm not doing or, or, or a grade on the season. Uh, give, if that's okay, I'm gonna give it a five. We finished eight and eight and one. I'm gonna give it a five. five. You know? Yeah. But you know, we'll wrap this up, man, and just simply say, you know, again, we want to thank everybody for for all of the support and tuning in and, and listening to us and being part of our show. Um you see it scrolling across the bottom of the screen. We're very active on Twitter at the two knuckleheads. That's D A the number two knuckleheads. And uh, so always follow us on Twitter, like, and subscribe to this. You get all the alerts when we're on YouTube and we're on, on all of the streaming platforms for podcasts. So the name of my podcast, as you can see behind Ken is Burgundy and gold knuckleheads podcast. If you just do a search, podcast and whatever platform you use to, to listen and stream music we're there you will find us you'll if see you, the if same. you want to listen to us twice one one on one uh platform and one on another that we're, we're that on too. them we're on you them. can do we're, that too you, you can you can bounce around but we tried to make it easy for you and be consistent so burgundy and gold knuckleheads podcast is the name you'll find it on all the platforms if you want to listen if you want to watch 
and see you boys. Of course, we're on YouTube. We're on the YouTube channel. Um, you can like and subscribe that and get notifications whenever we drop these episodes as well. But that's what I got. I think down the road here, we will make a few changes to the show yes. um, as we as we enter into the to the uh, off season for our team here. And uh, so be on the lookout for that. Some changes and um, hopefully to bring you some more things, some more new, exciting things, some new guests, some more guests. And uh, and just on, hopefully we're, we're gonna keep on growing the show. Absolutely. Keep on, keep on growing and keep on moving and keep on bringing you all of the offseason things and give you our reactions and our thoughts and opinions about things that are happening with our beloved Washington commanders. So with that, Ken, unless you got something else. Uh, just throw your left hand up. Right. <laughs> what? What in the hell? Yeah, that 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 died. Uh, yeah, that died at one point this season. But uh, wow. I'll just give you one more chance. Hey, hey, that was a that was another be back. For, for the for those that uh, liked it. That was that was a a highlight of the, of the season. Maybe that might have been it, the highlight of the season. It'll be back. It'll be back next year. <laughs> so, all right, folks. So until next time, y'all, we will be back in a week or two with another episode. Peace out. He's out knuckleheads.